Welcome to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. This is our weekly venture into the world of small to medium-sized businesses and the entrepreneurial spirit that drives success. So our goal here is to help you grow and to be the best you can be, both in business and personally. To do that, we identify and we discuss topics that will hopefully help you as you work to build a successful business. We also interview business owners and executives. It's our hope that you may be able to gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission here is to help you pull the shoot once a week to work on your business instead of always working in your business. So we hope you find these discussions insightful, helpful, and useful. And thanks for your support. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. We are so excited that you're here today. Jana, how are you doing today? I am good. It's Friday. All right. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. Weather's yeah. starting to change here in Nashville. So, uh, although we're yeah. supposed to be close to the 80s again next week. So, I don't know. Oh, man. It's like, you know, Nashville's like Hawaii. Just wait 10 minutes, the weather will change, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all, all kinds of crazy stuff that's going on. Hey, Gina, we have a really interesting guest today. I'm so excited to bring her aboard. Uh, Alicia Horn is with us and she does cybersecurity. And I am telling you, that is such a big and amazing topic to me. I love everything about it. So I'm yep. excited to delve into that. I don't know if you are, but uh, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, I am excited because I keep hearing about all of these people getting hacked and this getting hacked. And yeah. I want to talk about like when these huge entities, Alicia, get hacked. Right? Like, what the <laughs> heck? Like, you know, when you hear about like an airline or a whatever you yeah. know how does how does how does that happen i know well so, Alicia, yeah. welcome to the show welcome to the show thank We're you so thanks i'm glad yeah. to be here sometimes i have to cut jan and i off because we have a tendency just to ramble <laughs> oh yes we do we, we we get excited with our yeah. guests so so anyway so alicia thanks for being here um do our listeners a favor before we kind of dive into what you do tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, give us some background yeah so i'm a nashville native been awesome. around here all my life um, I went to school out at Tennessee Tech, started getting into technology and information security there. Um, I started working at a forensics lab while I was at school, which kind of led into my first job in security here in Nashville. Um, wow. And just kind of been working my way through, you know, large organization security teams and then moving over into the consulting world. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. That's great. Wow, I think it's fascinating. I love it. So so you do consulting for companies now for their cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so how big companies are we talking about? Are we talking small ones? Are we talking big ones? Yeah. So we above? have <laughs> clients that are as few as three people, and we have clients that are as large as tens of thousands of people. Wow. wow. Um, that's great. Yeah, because everybody needs cybersecurity. Yeah. Yeah. So what are the three high points that you're seeing now, Alicia? Like, you know, I know it changes, you know, from year to year, they have to change, right? These cyber criminals have to up their game as, as we get smarter. What are some of the trends you're seeing now in it? Right. The biggest thing that we're seeing right now is ransomware. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. A little bit. I've heard about it. Um, that's all I know. 
Okay. So I'll tell you a little bit about it because it it is fascinating. Uh, ransomware essentially is when the attackers will get into an organization and it could be from a variety of methods. You know, somebody clicked on a link in a phishing email. Somebody was reusing a password across multiple sites and that password got compromised. Someone's using vulnerable software on their network and that gets compromised one way or another. An attacker is able to get into the network. And from there, they silently look around, try and find out, you know, what is the most important information that these folks have? And they'll take a copy of it. And this is when nobody can see anything. Nobody notices. They try and fly under their radar. Um grab a copy of all that information. And then once they're done, they come in and encrypt everything. And they have really fast encryption. They usually do it in the middle of the night when everybody's sleeping. And then when you come in in the morning, everything you have is encrypted. You can't get into it. You've got a note on your desktop or on your printer. They'll even print it out on your printer saying, um, you have been ransomed. We have your data. It's encrypted. Pay us to get your data back. And wow. what they've started the past couple of years is a double extortion model where they say, pay us one to get your data back. And then we want a second um, ransom for us to not release that data out on the dark web. Wow. So that's that's the most common thing that we're seeing out there right now. Wow. So let me ask you a question because this is where my brain goes. I have a tech brain. Um, so if 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 we're using everything from a web-based storage environment, um, do they are they able to get to that through the computers as well? Like if, if we are... backed up to, to a Google, for mm-hmm. example, to a cloud, you mean, or Google, yeah. right? There are there have been instances in the past couple of years where they're starting to target more of those cloud services. Historically, it it was, you know, the servers on a local network getting encrypted, but now they're shifting those resources towards cloud services because that's what everyone's starting to use. Sure. Um, the other way that they're starting to uh, get into those places is through password attacks, whether that be credential stuffing, which credential stuffing is when, um, you know, you have an account on lots of different websites. You may be using the same password mm-hmm. on multiple sites. One of those sites gets breached. It's out on the dark web. Attackers will take those credentials and try them across all kinds of websites. They can easily look you up, see where you work on LinkedIn Go try it on your business sites. We actually had a client a couple of years ago, their Facebook account got compromised. Their password was stolen. They were using that same password to manage payroll for their company. Uh, the attacker logged into ADP and redirected a lot of paychecks to their own accounts. Wow. And so I think they lost a couple of weeks of payroll for several folks that got shifted over to the attackers. Oh, man. Incredible. Hey, so I want you to clarify something just again for our listeners, because you've said it a couple of times, the dark web. What is yes. that? <laughs> yeah, so the dark web and and it's funny when we talk about it with folks cuz everybody's got a different image of what the dark web is in their mind. But essentially, it's just a separate area of the internet um that you have to access through a special browser. So, if you want to go to Facebook, you open Chrome or whatever browser you're using, go to facebook.com and that's that's where you find it. With the dark web, you have to have 
a special browser. You have to know the specific address of what you're trying to find. There are some search engines out there um, that change frequently. Uh, the addresses, instead of facebook.com, are generally, you know, 30, 40 characters long jumble that end in dot .onion. Um, and so if you know how to get out there, it's really not all that complicated. Um, trying to find what you're looking for, you know, is not all that hard for us when we're helping folks with incident response. We spend time on the uh, ransomware breach sites. So a lot of these attackers will post organizations that they've compromised. And it's um, fascinating. For example, Lockbit is the most prolific actor right now when it comes to ransomware. And they have a breach site out on the dark web where you can go and it shows a list of every organization that they've breached. And wow. there's a countdown for all the most recent ones on how long they have to pay the ransom before you can click and buy the data. So wow. all of their old breaches are listed. You can go and view um, and how much they want you to pay for that. And it's actually uh, really interesting if you are unfortunately part of a ransomware breach. Um, they do, they even have a customer service page <laughs> to get your decryption key. They will allow you to upload a couple of your encrypted files so they can prove that they can decrypt it uh, because they want to get paid. So yep. they do all they can to help you get your data back as <laughs> you know, as long as they get a payday. Now, do they, Alicia, do they get paid? I mean, do companies actually pay them? Probably, right? And how, where, like, how, I, I mean, I don't even know how you would qualify this. How many of, how many companies like a day is this happening to, let's say, or a week? Oh my goodness. Hundreds? <laughs> I, well, I, there's no way to know how many a day, but there's certainly, you know, thousands of attacks every day, suspect wow. uh, successful breaches, I'd have to say, you know, dozens, could be hundreds for sure. Wow. Um, but it, it's happening a lot more frequently than you would think because you see in the news just the big companies that are getting yes. hit. Um, but I mentioned Lockbit. There was a, an article that came out a week or two ago that they are actually targeting smaller businesses now because those are um, ways that they can use to get into the bigger businesses. And they don't have a lot of the security controls that the bigger companies do. So over 60% of their breaches were small and medium businesses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Insane. This is, um, I mean, the, the ability that they can just do this and, and there's nothing that can be done is just mind-blowing to me. It is mind-blowing to me yeah. that, that there isn't a security or, well, I mean, you're out there, but that there isn't some kind of a government, like, you know, you call 1-800-whatever and they can help you. Or <laughs> is there right. an organization like that, Alicia, where like you could call somebody to help you or? So they're trying to make some changes to put those in place. Right now, it's just reaching out to your local FBI office. Mm -hmm. um, they'll only jump in if if your losses are a certain dollar amount. Mm -hmm. wow. um, but when they come in, they come in, they're coming to investigate. You know, they want to grab all the copies of the data. 
Um, they're looking to prosecute and see what they can do over the course mm-hmm. of time there. The, you know, their focus is not getting you back up and running or getting your data back to you. If they can, they'll certainly help with that, but that's not their primary goal. Right. So it's really up to the organizations to have these uh, procedures in place ahead of time if they are to get breached that they know what steps they're taking. Mm-hmm. Um We've seen all types of organizations getting compromised. You see the big ones in the news, but we've sure. also seen um, legal firms. We've seen construction companies getting hit because mm-hmm. even if they don't, you know, they may not have sensitive information like you would think of healthcare information, mm-hmm. um, but construction manufacturing companies, they need uptime. And if you can stop everything with ransomware, you can get folks to pay so they can get everything back up and running mm-hmm. as fast mm-hmm. as possible. God, it's fascinating. Wow. All right. So we've talked about all the, the things that are happening. So let's talk about what you do. Yes. Make sure that doesn't happen. So tell us a little bit <laughs> about what, what you do when you go in there and, and, and how you help uh, companies from not being subject to ransomware. Yeah, sure. So depending on where the organization is on their security path, we can help in a variety of ways. Uh, If a company is just starting out with security, we do something called a security posture assessment, where we've taken the most important controls from a lot of the risk frameworks that are out there um, to kind of understand, you know, what do you have in place? What's the low hanging fruit of things that you can set up and configure um, that'll help secure your information and data, because we have to think of it um, in terms of defense and depth. That's the phrase we like to throw around. You know, a jewelry store is going to have many layers of defense to make sure you're not getting to their jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, with security, a lot of people think one and done. I've got antivirus on my machine. I'm good. And it's that's not at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how it works. And so we go through a a layer of controls, looking for ways to improve, build your security program for folks that have regulatory or legal requirements, Mm -hmm. financial organizations, healthcare organizations. We kind of go a little bit deeper with risk assessments and assessing against frameworks that they have to follow. We also do penetration testing, which is pretty fun. Um, that's where folks hire us to come and hack them and then oh, cool. show them how we did it. Oh. Um, so that's probably the the most fun thing that we do. We, you know, we do policy development, training for organizations, which is mm-hmm. crucial, probably the most important thing that we can do. Uh, but pen testing is the most fun. I bet it is. You get to go in there and hack somebody and they go, see how I did this? Right. <laughs> And it it's better for us to do it than the hackers yeah. too. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Reminds me of that movie, The Italian Job. I don't know if you ever saw that, but uh, mm-hmm. she she gets paid to go in and break into their safes. And uh, yeah, and we do a little bit of that too with social engineering. We've got some folks that hire us to come and assess their physical security, see if we can get in. We were doing an assessment for a bank um, not too long ago, and they wanted us to test several of their branches. And we had two goals. One was, can you talk your way into the networking closet of the bank where, you know, their servers are? Mm -hmm. And then two, if you get stopped and you can't get in, give me a call, my contact at the main branch. And she said, I'll call, tell them to let you in. We want you to run a scan on the network like an attacker might do Uh and see if our 
third-party security monitoring company alerts us to it. So kind of the two layers. Um, And she said, if you get stopped, give me a call. And so I had three branches I was testing. And at the end of the day, I came back to her office and she had a panicked look on her face. She grabbed her phone. She said, I missed your calls. Did you call? And I said, no. She hadn't received an alert from any of the banks. She hadn't received an alert from their security companies. And we got into all three, ran our scans, did our testing, and nobody knew us. See, that's scary. That's just scary. You guys are, you're very important to business in this this country. Truly. Gosh, that is just... This fascinates the heck out of me. This is yeah, but it fascinates the heck out of me too, because literally somebody's sitting there. Now, you know, you always tease about how they're foreign, like they're Russian or they're Indian or so. I mean, I don't mean to be biased or anything, but you do see these kinds of things like in movies and stuff. And I guarantee you it's happening in your own backyard, you know, everywhere, right. all over, all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. So what's one of your biggest challenges right now for your business? Yeah. Uh, Biggest challenge, I would say, is a lot of times folks don't need think they need to think about cybersecurity until they have a breach. Yes. And so trying to educate users on how important security is, as well as educating employees that it's not just IT that's responsible for security, but the frontline defense is all of your employees and making sure that they're aware of what they can do to keep the company secure. Um, that's, that's a big challenge. And then when folks do get breached, um, we do have see issues where everybody cares about security for about two weeks. <laughs> and then once the pain goes away, yeah. uh, they kind of forget about it again. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. do you go in and, and literally install software, lock them down? Do you monitor their stuff or do you let them monitor it? How is all that going to work? So different organizations handle it different ways, but with ours, we're more of a partner with the organization, with their IT. Most companies already have either an internal IT department or an outsourced IT company that they're using. We partner with them to provide guidance because one of the biggest misconceptions is that IT and security are the same group. They're the same people Um, because you think, you know, security is all technology. IT should handle it, but IT is responsible for availability and a lot of times mm-hmm. that is conflicting with security. Mm-hmm. So their primary goal of making sure that you can get your work done when you need to get it done, um, security can kind of fall on the back burner. So we come in as a kind of a go between the client, their IT, and how can we work to enable the business to do what it needs to do, but also be as secure as we can. Okay. So that's that's how we work with them. You know, we'll make recommendations on the types of software they should use or how they should be monitoring it. What do you need to look for? Because a lot of people will just plug in applications and set it and forget it and then hope it keeps them safe. So providing guidance there is, is where we help. That's great. And so what do you think, like, you know, for people that are listening now and they're interested in this, you know, like when you come in, like what's the one of the what is the first two or three steps that you do for them? Sure. So um, depending on what their needs are, that's when we'll set up a a security plan for them. Is it assessment based? Let's figure out where you are. Let's put together some policies because your employees can't 
know what they're being held accountable to. If you don't even have a basic information security sure. policy, mm-hmm. are you training your people? As I mentioned, that's, that's really the biggest thing. And that's, um, you know, computer-based training is okay. It's kind of the bare minimum getting folks in, you know, we've got lots of stories when we come and train folks, do a session with employees, tell them about what we've seen. Um, training's the biggest thing. Making sure your software is staying up to date. Uh, patching is hard because I don't know if you've noticed updates constantly are coming to machines. It, it yeah. seems like every day it's like installing updates, installing updates. Um, but that's because uh, exploits are being discovered every day. Ways to compromise software and machines are new every day. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about that Move It transfer breach this summer. There's a big uh, breach with some data sharing software out there, and they, thousands of companies were affected by it. Wow! And it was a zero day attack, and so a zero day attack is. There's no known patch or update really? to defend against that. Um, so those those are happening more frequently. But mm-hmm. the majority of the attacks are people are having bad passwords. They're not updating their systems. It's basic security hygiene. And so that's what we try and help folks with. Let's get the basics down first. Sure. Um, you know, some folks will say, we want to pen test. That's the first thing. Come and hack us. We want to see how you do it. And I tell them, if you've never had a pen test, I could write your report without even seeing your network because there are so many basic things that people fail to put in place um, that we could just go compromise them without even looking, unfortunately. And so we help get all of those items in place first. That's great. That's great. It is fascinating. Yeah. Well, Alicia, you know, we're kind of running out of time here. If, If people are interested in getting a hold of you, how do they do that? Sure. You can just go to asylas.com, A-S-Y-L-A-S.com and just reach out to us there. Okay. Wonderful. Well, Alicia Horn, we thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, We are obviously going to have to have you back because I have all kinds of other questions, but uh, I know it's like, it's it's fascinating. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm just absolutely fascinated, but again, thank you for being on the show. Um, We just really appreciate uh, your insight and your knowledge is obviously incredible. So yeah, uh, you know, you. just uh, and and it sounds like you have fun doing it. So that's the really fun. it is fun. <laughs> well, great. you're helping people, and that always feels good. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. From the bad guys, like you're 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 like the sheriff. You know, you're helping yeah, right? people from the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is, uh, to all the listeners out there, thank you so much for uh, always. Uh, contributing and, and emailing us and giving us some insights. And uh, we always love those emails when they come in. Thank you again for that. Um, we are so excited because we're closing in on our hundredth episode here uh, coming soon. So hopefully for the end of the year, we'll be hitting that, um, but we couldn't do it without your support. And uh, the really cool part is that we are international. We have people from all over the world now wanting to be on this podcast. And so we're so excited for that. Um, and it's through you, the listeners that have helped that happen. So thank you for that. We appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Continue to listen and continue to support us. Until the next time that we talk, stay safe and be healthy.